am really blessed to live right here in Arlington, Virginia, so I had a quick and easy drive in this morning. Um, but I have to admit, I kind of wanted to come and stay and just sort of be here and soak up um, everybody. I got to meet Erin Brewer. You may have heard her speak yesterday. Um, we've been face... Oh, and she's speaking today. Woo! I get to hear her speak. Um, We've been in a Facebook group together dealing with this issue, and I'm just so excited to get to be here. Um, I live here in Arlington. My kids have been in Arlington Public Schools. I've got a 16-year-old who's a junior. I've got a 14-year-old who's a freshman and an 11-year-old who's in sixth grade. Uh, February, a friend of mine called me. She'd been looking around the APS website for information about summer school. And she said, I came across this meeting notice for a working group about the transgender students policy. She said, I can't find anything else about it except they're having this working group meeting. She said, are you able to go? Could we go? It's tonight. And normally I don't attend that stuff with three kids. You know, I'm kind of busy. But I felt like, yeah, I kind of need to go to this. Um, so she and I went. We could not participate because it was a working group meeting. They had uh, about a dozen people sitting around the table talking about this policy, but we could sit and observe. So we were non-participating observers, and we were pretty shocked by what we heard. All the people around the table were of one mind about what they wanted in this transgender student policy. Some of the things were shocking to hear, but the big takeaway that my friend and I walked away with was, Parents are a threat to their children, and the school needs to step in and protect the children. And a lot of this meeting was around trying to circumvent parental knowledge of what's going on with their children around sexual orientation and gender identity. And at that point, a number of us, five of us at the time, got together, my, the friend who invited me and me and three others, thank you. I had a cold like a month ago. The cold is gone, but the cough remains, so I apologize for the coughing. Um, we sat down, we said, we've got to do something. We've got to do something to push back on this. So we started organizing parents to go to school board open office hours. Uh, each school board member holds open office hours once a week. And we wanted to use Sign Up Genius. And to do that, you have to have a group name. So my friend called me and she said, we don't have a group name. What do I? And she said, how about Arlington Parent Coalition? Sure, that sounds great. That's how we got our name, because we wanted to use a Sign Up Genius. So we started going to school board members, open office hours. In the beginning, we have five school board members in Arlington. Two of them seemed sympathetic and understanding and even a little bit concerned for our side of the issue that, hey, this circumvents parental rights. Parents are the ultimate authority over their children, not the schools, and also, Allowing biological boys into girls' private spaces, such as locker rooms, bathrooms, changing rooms, and uh, hotel rooms on overnight trips, that's a problem. This was in the policy draft. And the other three members of the school board were a little more dismissive. Over the months, all five became very dismissive and fairly hostile to us. Um, we didn't get very far with the school board. We then decided what we would do is start a website so that we could catalog all this information that we were collecting. We were really, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me, 
excuse me, we were really behind the times. Uh, we realized this initiative has been moving forward for a long time. One of the first things we did as a group was submit a Freedom of Information Act request to the school because we discovered that a local activist group called the Arlington Gender Identity Allies, who were represented around that table at the working group meeting, had really been pushing for this policy. So we submitted a FOIA request, said we'd like to see all emails between Arlington Public Schools and the Arlington Gender Identity Allies. And what we got was a 30-page, what one of our members called Love Fest, between the two, that in September of 2018, Arlington Gender Identity Allies reached out to APS and said, we need a transgender student policy in the schools, and here's what we want. And they sent what is essentially a boilerplate of the GLSEN, the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network, um, model school district policy. So this is what GLSEN wants in every school in the nation, and they make no bones about that. They want this everywhere. This has been happening in California for several years, and it's been starting to happen here. And it began in 2015 here, when the school board voted to put gender identity and sexual orientation into the non-discrimination clause. They did this in July of 2015. I've discovered they do a lot of things in July after school is out and everybody's left. So they slipped that word in. Just a couple of extra words in the non-discrimination clause, which that has 20 different you know, race, ethnicity, language, all those, and they slipped in the um, sexual orientation and gender identity language. What that did, and people didn't appreciate at the time, was open the door for, well, now what does that mean? How do we not discriminate against people based on sexual orientation and gender identity? And it led to the creation of this policy implementation procedure, which is how do we implement this policy? The original draft of what um, the Arlington Gender Identity Allies wanted contained things like, if a student doesn't want their family to know about their sexual orientation or gender identity, the school will hide it. We, the Arlington Parent Coalition, successfully got that taken out before the policy was approved in July of this year. That's one of the few successes we had. We had a lot of um, not being successful in what we wanted to do. Um, another success that we did have, one of the um, clauses was on school trips. So if you have a child who's in band in high school, they take a two, three, four day long trip together. And if, according to the original policy draft, if a student who identifies as the other sex wants to be in a hotel room with his or her preferred gender, nobody, only, only the other students in the room, so the other children, can raise a red flag about that. Parents are not allowed to step in. That was a huge issue for me, because what do good parents do? Good parents step in to provide safety outs for their kids. I've told my kids, if you are ever in a situation that you are uncomfortable with and you want out of, you tell them, my mom will kill me if I do this. I can't do this. My mom will destroy me. Or call me, text me. We have a code word. Text me that code word. Call me and use that code word. And I will call you back. And I will say, 
I'm coming to get you right now. I don't care what's happening. So they can look cool in front of their friends and go, oh, my mom says I've got to go. <clears throat> but by the school putting this policy in place that parents cannot say no to an opposite sex person sleeping in the hotel room with their child, that puts the child in the position of having to say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this. How many 14, 15, 16-year-olds do you know who have the courage and the self-possession and the willingness to be pariahed to say that? Not very many. So we did get that taken out. However, the um, administration has made it clear that they are working to get those uh, clauses put back in. They're looking for a way to get around FERPA, which is the federal, what does FERPA stand for? Thank you, that slipped my mind for a second. It's basically protections for parents that schools cannot use or sell kids' information without uh, parent authority. And we're using FERPA right now as one of our best tools to say you can't do these things. However, these things are happening. In schools, kids are being taught transgender theory. Ashlawn Elementary School is one of our elementary schools in Arlington, and in February, three days after that working group meeting I attended, Ashlawn hosted a transgender activist, as well as Sarah, uh, as well as the uh, president of the NEA, to come and read the transgender storybook, I Am Jazz, to two classes of kindergartners. They did not provide parents an opt-out. They sent home a letter about it on a Friday afternoon, and if you're a parent, you know you're not going through your kid's backpack reading everything that came home on a Friday afternoon. It was only in English, the letter, and the letter was very long. It was almost a page long, very celebratory language. We have a wonderful event for your child. It's part of our diversity and inclusion efforts. We have some special speakers coming. This is so exciting. And in the middle paragraph, they have the word transgender once. It went home only in English, even though 27% of that school uh, are either Hispanic or Asian. Everything else goes home in Spanish. That's a requirement in Arlington because we have such a large Hispanic community here. That was not a one-off oddball happening in some very blue district. That was very intentional. At the working group meeting that I had been at three days earlier, one of the parents around the table who has two transgender, transgender children in APS was upset that such a reading had been scuttled at her elementary school because the principal felt parents would be upset. And she said, this is going to happen. And three days later, it did happen. So this is what we're fighting here in Arlington. This is not unusual. It's happening everywhere. Um, we talked to some lawyers at the Alliance Defending Freedom, and they said they know of over 200 school districts around the country who are fighting this. It's being slipped in very surreptitiously. Um, this book is on your table. I hadn't seen this until I came in, but this is excellent. If you want to know what's happening, I was browsing through this when I got here. This is a great resource, um, The Cracks in the Edifice of Transgender Totalitarianism. One other thing I wanted to tell you about is I got involved with this and I started doing research. I came across a page on genderspectrum.org called Entry Points. It is no longer there. However, I took screenshots of it. It is on our website, arlingtonparentcoalition.org. And it gave a very uh, specific, very strategic 
plan for getting transgender theory into schools, and they were unapologetic that this is what it's about. They listed four entry points. One was internal. The first thing you need to do is change the way people think. Change the, um, the thought process about transgenderism. The second one is interpersonal. Change the way people talk. You've got to get the language changed. Um, girls are having top surgery to become boys, which is a double mastectomy. Girls as young as 13 are being given double mastectomies because they think they're really boys. Um, boys are having bottom surgery to have their genitalia removed. So that was their second entry point was um, interpersonal. The third was instructional, change what's taught. There are, no kidding, plug and play curricula on genderspectrum.org, on welcomingschools.org, which is the education arm of the Human Rights Campaign Foundation, which is the LGBT industry's funding and policy arm. There is curricula on Planned Parenthood, fully written curricula for teachers who are overworked and tired anyway to just take and say, this is how you teach this stuff. Textbooks are being rewritten. So people have asked me, Maria, how can they put transgender ideology into a math book? Oh, they can do it by saying, um, John realized that he's really a girl. He became Jane in June. Now it's October. How many months ago did he transition? These are the kinds of things that are being put into curriculum. And the fourth entry point is institutional, and that's where we are now. We are very behind the times. They have been working on this to get this stuff into school for several years, um, and we are just now finding out about it. But HR 5, the Inequality Act, I like to call it, that's a, an example of an institutional entry point where they're changing policy. This trans, <coughs> excuse me, transgender student policy implementation procedure is putting the policy into schools. It is forcing teachers to teach transgender ideology. A teacher, a French teacher right here, I believe it was in Winchester, correct me if I'm wrong, French teacher was fired because he refused to use a student's preferred pronouns. He didn't use the correct pronouns, he just opted to use no pronouns at all. He used the student's preferred name when the transgender student changed his or her name, but the teacher felt that using the opposite pronouns was not accurate. He just avoided them, but that wasn't good enough. That wasn't good enough for the students or for the school, and he lost his job. This stuff is happening, and it's coming to your school district if it's not there yet, and it will be done very surreptitiously. Um, I just want to go back for a second to the Arlington Gender Identity Allies. I follow them a little bit on Facebook, and last week one of them put up a meme with all of the transgender flag colors. If you see a flag, it's like two stripes of blue, two stripes of pink, and a stripe of white in the middle. That's the transgender flag. And over it, they had written, biological sex is a myth. And I'm having arguments about that on Facebook with people. The brainwashing around this is staggering. The willful deception around this is staggering. 
when somebody with a degree in biology tells me, Maria, there's no appreciable difference between men's and women's bodies. When we're having a discussion about boys, biological boys being allowed to play on girls' teams, that's happening now in Arlington County. If a, if a biological boy wants to play on a girls' team, he just says, I'm a girl. One of my biggest problems with this policy and that I've argued and that I've gotten nowhere with is there are no standards. There's no definition. What is a transgender student? How do you decide? You know, is it somebody who today came up for the first time and said, hey, I decided on the opposite sex? Is it somebody who has been seeing a doctor for this for a while? A lot of these kids are, um, have prior diagnoses. One study that I've seen about this suggests that up to 60% have a prior neurological or um, psychological diagnosis like autism, obsessive compulsive disorder, depression, prior suicidal ideation. The argument is that these kids have been oppressed for so long that they're experiencing these psychological problems. But I think a more likely truth is that they are experiencing the transgender ideology as truth because of their psychological issues. <coughs> Sorry about the coughing. So these kids are being taught that, that the reason that they feel different is because they're actually transgender and, and they're buying into it and it's unconscionable and it's ruining a lot of lives. Um, real, how much time do I have? I can go for five more minutes, okay. Let's talk about my group and our goals. Um, the Arlington Parent Coalition, when we first started, our goal was to stop or slow down this transgender student policy implementation procedure. It was set to be approved in June, and we said put it back for a year. Just because the Arlington Gender Identity Allies are the only ones who have been speaking into this. We asked, please invite us. We want to come to any meetings. We want to come to any discussions. We never were. One of our FOIA requests revealed that there was a meeting on this topic. No one but the Arlington Gender Identity Allies were invited to that. We were unsuccessful in getting that pushed back. Um, July 1st, they approved it and have implemented it for this year. So at that time, our leadership group met, met and said, all right, what are, what are we doing now? So now we have a few initiatives that we're working on. We're keeping an eye on the school board because they did make it clear, we discovered this in one of our FOIA requests, that they are intending to put a more full comprehensive policy in place over the next two years. They are trying to rewrite some of the language that we got taken out so that they can put it back in. Um, one teacher, not in Arlington, but in a nearby district, who is a trans and gay activist, um, he told me that when, when students come to him and indicate that their parents are unsupportive, which that just means our, an unsupportive parent is one who is not jumping on board with, yes, let's get you hormones, let's get you surgery, let's get you transitioned. Anyone who is not doing that is labeled unsupportive. This teacher told me if, if students feel that they are not safe at home, this teacher will help them get out, become a runaway. He said, I shouldn't tell you that because we're not supposed to do this, but that's what's happening. Um, so we are trying to get parents to know that this is happening, 
to um, speak about it, to get parents to realize. Honestly, I hear myself speak and I think I sound like a tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist talking about this stuff because it is so bizarre. But it's what's happening. It's just what's happening. Um, we are we this we spent the summer putting together a parent pack to help parents keep their kids safe in public schools. California last year, over 34,000 kids were pulled out of California public schools. We don't have numbers for this year yet, but I'm betting it's a lot higher because this ideology, the comprehensive sex ed, is being put into California schools. There are 50 million high school students in public schools in the United States. Many of those cannot, their parents cannot pull them out. They can't afford private school. They're not able to homeschool. They're stuck with the public school. And this is what their kids are being taught. So the Arlington Parent Coalition has been working on initiatives to help parents fight back and also trying to help people in other uh, areas develop their own coalitions.